Hey, listener, are you happy with your current chicken wings? Do you wish you had something a little saucier? If you answered yes, then it might be time for you to break up with your old chicken wings and get a new honey. Lemon pepper wing from Popeye's. Share the wings with your friends so they can see it's time to move on, too. Head to Popeye's and get six-piece honey lemon pepper wings for $5.99. At participating U.S. restaurants, price may vary. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast, the Saturday edition with myself, Paul Ehrlich, and the world's strongest man, a Hall of Famer, not one, not two, but three different Hall of Fames, Mark Henry. And we are going to break down the news of yesterday, which of course was Vince McMahon retiring from WWE. We're going to talk soup to nuts about it and we're going to break down his legacy what it means for the future for wwe and everything in between you won't want to miss it it's a once in a lifetime event so stick around fire it up this is the busted open podcast we're on the pre-show talking about how we were going to have an issue this morning because there's just really no Big news, no topics really of discussion to talk about this morning on a Saturday. Pretty bland, boring Friday, nothing happening. Right up until about 4.05 p.m. when Vince McMahon, with the bombshell news, of course, you know, waiting until after Busted Open's off the air. He wants to make sure that Busted Open can't get a jump on it. We know. They they listen. That's what we've heard. They listen. We say it all the time. Vince McMahon's tweet at 77, time for me to retire. Thank you, WWE Universe, then, now, forever, together. And I guess my first question to you, Mark, is after everything, and and as we know, on a Monday, we had the Wall Street Journal writers on. They were the ones that conducted all the research that had the findings about Vince McMahon's NDAs and everything that was uncovered, and then... Now Vince McMahon retires. Whether it was forced or not, we'll get into it. But my first question for you would be, you know, were you shocked when you heard the news? I, I was not shocked because I was under the impression that Vince had done things that they really couldn't account count for. And that the company is going to keep going on. And Vince, I'm... <sighs> Vince has contingency plans for his contingency plans. <laughs> so the company has to do the same. So why would the company re- let itself be vulnerable? Uh, I think that all of this time since Vince came on uh, raw and didn't address the issue, but just said that um, we're going to go through this together, which I didn't agree with, by the way. Um I think they have been planning this all this time. And it's 
It wasn't a surprise, but it definitely was shocking, if that makes any sense. Yeah, it definitely makes sense. And to your point, you know, WWE is the big machine, right? It's it's basically like the North Star of wrestling, as I think I've heard Dave call before, is that everybody follows the lead for what WWE does. Yeah. And one thing I'll say is, I, we, I mentioned this in the pre-show I want to talk about here, is I started with WWE as an employee in 2006, right out of college. And I just remember, like, right out of college, the very first thing, the very first thing that, like, shook my WWE world was Kurt Angle leaving WWE and showing up in TNA and being young and not particularly bright at the age of 22. There were people within the the people I worked with that were like, oh, my God. Kurt Angle has just showed up at at our competition at the time. Like, what's this going to mean for us? And it was like, okay, well, let it play out. But I was not knowing very much. It's like, oh, my God, like, I'm concerned. I'm an intern. I'm working in, in the tape library. But I'm I, now I'm concerned about my job. But, like, things have a way of playing themselves out. And, of course... There's no way to compare the Kurt Angle situation to what we've just seen in the last several months and weeks. It's obviously at a much higher scale, but WWE is the big machine. They're they they have like you said contingencies in place, and they're gonna they've already put those contingencies in place. Now Stephanie McMahon is your CEO, Triple H is back in place as the EVP, so things will continue to go on as they are. But I think the my question then for you would be what what might we start to see that looks different with WWE on on screen because like behind the scenes we're not going to know that but in front of the cameras what could look different with Vince not heading up creative anymore well first off uh that young intern was not i don't know what the term i can't remember the term you used let's say uh didn't know anything you were just underexposed and um as far as changes hunter had unbelievable changes with the philosophy of how he ran nxt and if you look at it nxt was the the black and gold was was pretty damn good i think that some of those philosophies now Hunter can actually do without limitation. Who the only person above him to tell him what to do is his wife, which is all of us. This <laughs> 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 it's, it's a bunch of guys driving right now going, yeah, he he was right about that. That's but right. like you just have to let the time play out. Like you said, there were things that happened in 2009 that you were unaware of. You had no clue that it existed, and then look where you are now and your understanding. Hunter is at the top of his understanding already because he, one, knows how the company works. He knows how Vince ran it. He knows how he would run it. And then there's that middle ground. Who's going to be your team of, uh, of, of assisting forces? Because it's, it's, you have assistant coaches. It's like, you you know, you got Coach Popovich, and then you got all those six other coaches on his bench. And they're telling people what to do individually as well as 
the corporate side. Like, well, this is what we need to do. We got you got managers, you got you got people in in multiple positions. Hunter is going to have to delegate his duties. And his philosophy on and and he's got a a wild card. Now there's the language is going to change. The uh blood is not going to be an issue. And the thing that I I look at as the biggest change of all of it is not the the blood and guts availability or the uh language being changed is intent. What do you mean when you say what you say? What do you mean when you do what you do? There's going to be an implication is going to be the biggest weapon. So, like, now, it, it, what is it, uh, PG-14? No, they're still in the PG era for now. I mean, we'll see if something changes down the road. But as of this moment, WWE still it's still PG. Okay. Well, when it when it makes that turn, which it is going to make that turn, because they made that announcement that things are going to change and that's going to be Hunter's greatest weapon. You know, Mark, I look at it like a lot like when AEW first launched with weekly television. The first thing I always said was, since you're using some sports analogies about coaches, was when you go out on a Sunday for your football team, the first 15 plays of every game are scripted, meaning... No matter what the situations are, we could tweak it off of that. But generally speaking, we've got the first 15 plays written out. We know what we want to do. And it might be the same thing for what WWE will do with Hunter and his leadership. Like, SummerSlam is locked in, and we'll get into what we saw on SmackDown last night. And, you know, who was not supposed to show up, but then did show up. So maybe WWE has a plan where... For the next 15 weeks, they've already got the TV locked in before Vince went away. So maybe we won't see much of a change in direction for another three, four months. But then what happens when everything put into uh, place by Vince is gone? And now it's exclusively on whoever's going to head up the creative, whether it be you know Bruce or Triple H or whoever's making those decisions. Like, How do they handle things on a fly? And I said the same thing about AEW. When, like, Tony Khan first was in place, it was like, okay, they probably got together, put their TVs together for the first several months, and what will they do once they have to start calling it on the fly and think more, more and more long-term? And as we saw with AEW, the answer was they did things quite well. And here they are yeah. still in business three or four years today. Uh, later, they're still in business and doing well today. It's kind of the same thing, too, is like with Triple H now being the head of things. Like Tony Khan has said on our show that there are things that Tony Khan year one did that now Tony Khan year three or four has learned from. Like if Triple H is going to lead this entire ship, maybe Triple H year one running all of WWE won't be doing those same things year three or four. So what do you think that can be developed by Triple H as he starts to grow into this role, if that's who's going to ultimately be the one leading the ship? Well, as, as far as changes, uh, I don't think, like you said, there's, they're going to change anything abruptly right now. 
Um, but who Triple H is high on, Vince may not have been high on. So like you said, in the next three months, maybe four months, when all of the things that are running like the way they are right now is over with, maybe some of those people that he looked at as being who's next. I'm sure Austin Theory was always going to be. We said that from the beginning. When he was at NXT, I was like, man, this dude is, he's tailor-made the lead. He's got all the tools, all the variables. There are other people that Triple H may think has the same capabilities. There, there's, there's angles that are going on right now uh, that I'm not hook, line, and sinker okay with. A la male models. I, I don't know where it's going to go. So if you can't kind of see where it's going to go, it's hard to put your heart into it. So those changes that are going to come up are, they're not going to be, they're, they're, they're going to be few and far in between, between these first six months. And then we'll see, like you said. We have to wait and see because guessing is peeing in the wind. It's going to come <laughs> back on your feet. <laughs> That's fair. That's very true. And I think, too, is like what we know about WWE is, like we said, they have contingency plans, but WWE is the sports entertainment brand. And the Maximum Male Models are a perfect example of, of sports entertainment. Like Triple H, when he was in charge of NXT – was more into the realism. It's what made the black and gold so successful. He was taking people that were prominent on the independents and putting them in spotlights in front of crowds that you know were larger than what they might have been used to. And there was a time, as I think everyone will freely admit, that the black and gold brand might have been the best brand, bar none. In Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with factors, no prep, no mess meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors Fresh Never Frozen Meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Treat yourself to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. Head to Factormeals.com Busted50 and use code Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Busted50 at Factormeals.com Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. All of professional wrestling. Hey everyone, it's Howard Bender from the Andy Up Podcast. Every weekday, Adam Ronis and I serve you up the picks, plays, and fantasy information needed to win your bets. You know, this isn't just your average sports betting show, though, for one very good reason. We won't tell you what to do unless we've already done it ourselves. That's right. We put our money where our mouths are, so we're just as invested in each bet as you are. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts or listen on the SXM app, free for most subscribers. So simple question for you. What is Vince McMahon's legacy? I think the number one thing that you think of with Vince McMahon and what he'll be known for 
is the advancement of the way wrestling is perceived. People used to say, oh, you mean that fake wrestling? People used to say, you know that's not real. People used to say, that's fake blood. They, they, they had all of these things about wrestling. They played wrestling like only morons watch wrestling. Only simple people watch wrestling. Only people that have lived under a rock watch wrestling. You know what Vince McMahon did? He got Hollywood to like wrestling. He got corporate America to love wrestling. Vince got entertainers and actors and musicians and all the people that grew up watching wrestling to come out of the closet and love wrestling for what it was, which is a, which is a performance art, an art form that should get an Oscar. There should be an Emmy. There should be, I'm, I'm so happy that now there's an, uh, an award at the ESPYs for wrestling. That's, that's a start. Every wrestler in the world should be able to get insurance because they're entertainers. They're not independent contractors. If you were an independent contractor, then you would have, <clears throat> you would have a different tax bracket. You're an entertainer. Everybody should, should, should um, be SAG, Astra, and be able to get insurance and be able to get um, other perks as it relates to being an entertainer. We're entertainers. I'm a retired entertainer, but once upon a time, I used to do a little something out there. You know what I'm saying? Used to do a little something. But that's what Vince is going to be known for, turning the wrestling industry on his ear. All of those people that would not connect themselves to wrestling because uh, that's regional. It's, it's just Memphis. It's just Philly. It's just Minnesota. It's just New York. It's Los Angeles. It's Texas. They were regional markets. You could advertise, but you wasn't getting big endorsement, multi-million dollar endorsement deals for wrestling before Vince. There were no guaranteed contracts until Vince. And there was this shady underbelly to the way promoters handle business. Vince was one that said, look, this is what it is. Take it or leave it. And the, the, the thing that I think you also can say that Vince brought uh, to pro wrestling is Vince was able to get all the promoters to acquiesce to the fact that, hey, quit trying to undermine me and just play the game. So other promoters started to have to pay. Other promoters had to start being honest with the talent, how they were going to use them months in advance. 
and and you would go from that point. I mean, it's it's there's a lot. That's a lot right there. Yeah, there's tons there's, to get there's into. There's some things that I'm I'm leaving out. I know it. Oh, well, there's tons to get into. And again, make sure you're listening to Busted Open on Monday's show with Dave, Bully, Mark, and Tommy because they're going to be breaking down top to bottom what Vince McMahon's legacy, good and bad, from beginning to end. You're going to want to make sure you're listening to that show because you know we have three pure experts on WWE along with Dave LaGreca to play point guard that will be able to give you a unique perspective on everything Vince McMahon. Now, from my perspective, I'm a child of the 90s. So my first thoughts on Vince McMahon, because you know I was one of those kids that would pop a VHS tape uh, in my VCR in 1993 and 4, catch the end of the last five minutes of Quantum Leap, and then on would come Monday Night Raw for you know that one-hour show, because that's all it was back then. And, you know, then watch my Doink the Clowns and my characters come larger to life that I, I either liked or didn't like. Loved Razor Ramon, loved Shawn Michaels, loved Diesel, didn't love Doink the Clown. But in the 90s, my, my biggest takeaway is that, you know, from a negative perspective, the WWE product got a little stale as I was moving up. And then they engaged in the Monday Night War. And it, to be clear, one war, not wars. The battles were fought every week, but just one war. As I was as it was drilled into my head several times, and you saw the adaptation of WWE and how they were able to change the way that they portrayed their product before into the way that it became in the Attitude Era because they had to adapt, and it was Vince McMahon that had to adapt because otherwise the product would become so stale that we'd be probably having a different conversation on a day like today without WWE potentially. And then once we moved away from the Monday Night War and then I became an employee with WWE, Vince ushered in the HD era back in 2008. He was like on the forefront of that. And then the biggest takeaway for me of all is Vince was dead set on launching the WWE Network to give fans a unique perspective to have live content on the network and to have all of everything you could ever want in the archives of the WWE Network. And then he put it all in one place. And I know for sure that, like, this is something that it was a big undertaking with the company, and Vince wanted that because he wanted the fans to have an experience unlike any other place. Like, you could go to Netflix, you could go to now HBO Max, you could go to all those other over-the-top streaming services, but what you'll never have is a sense of programming that dates back as far as the 70s and it's all available on WWE Network and what eventually became Peacock. So for me, that's what the legacy is of Vince McMahon from both a fan and an employee is Vince was always adapting. Of course, we have to like be sympathetic to everything that's gone on with the with the allegations and there's still tons more to come out potentially. So we 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 won't get the whole story, I think won't be written for a long time. But just from Vince McMahon, the promoter's perspective, yeah. that's my... That's my... That's, that's good. I, that's really yeah, when good. When I think back, that's when I think back is that's what Vince McMahon means to me is it's adaptations at all times, Mark. And, and there's no there's no bad in changing the perception. There, all of the stuff that happened, 
that's altogether different. But changing the mindset of how wrestling is looked at. I didn't like the fact that we became uh, superstars and sports entertainers. And at the, at, the, at the end of it, we were wrestlers. And I took a lot of pride in being a wrestler. Um, but I guess the, the term wrestler went back to the old days too much for Vince. And he wanted the talents that performed in pro wrestling to be larger than life. Pro wrestling has been around the world, n- nothing like in America, but in the UK, they used to wrestle in the circuses over there just like they wrestled in the circus in America. Vince was able to take pro wrestling not only uh, to the UK, but all the people that, like in Africa, it's called Koch. The, we were able to take pro wrestling, Americanized pro wrestling. Vince took it to every corner of the world. There is no place that I go. If I walk the streets in Africa, it's like walking the streets in America. Ooh, Mark Henry. If I go to Los Angeles and I walk the street, hey, that's Mark Henry. I go to Russia, China, Istanbul. You name a place. They know me. Vince created those international brands with each individual wrestler that worked for that company. That that's he's gonna be known for that because no other promoter did it. I love Jerry Lawler. I worked in Memphis as a territory before Vince bought it. Jerry Jerry didn't have us in in in, in Vancouver. He didn't have us uh wrestling in Spain in a bullfighting arena. Vince did. So there's a lot of things internationally. He made pro wrestling an Americanized industry, a worldwide industry. And, and not Mark, many people point, have been able to do that. And Mark, to your point, I think that if you go back and you look at some of these shows now that are taking place all across the globe, like the United States has great crowds where they are. And depending on the region that they're in, when you go overseas, man, like I I have seen and, you know, maybe taken part in the pay-per-views in the UK, like, you know, Blackpool and Cardiff, where, I mean, these are some of the hottest crowds internationally. Crazy. You hear anywhere. They they are so passionate. And they resemble WWE pro wrestling. They resemble Americanized pro wrestling every country Absolutely. everywhere you go they resemble what we do what we did at wwe now the indies change stuff but nonetheless even the indies false finishes the way that they're designed now it's a copy of, of, of what's done at WWE. I see Pat Patterson finishes all the time. 
That was Pat. I remember those finishes from when I was a kid. Nobody else did that. It's like Ric Flair's chop. The, the, there, there were people that did the chop before Ric Flair. And there'll be people that's going to do the chop after him. But who is known for it? The person that got it over the most. Vince got pro wrestling over the most. That's how he'll be known. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. The producer is Gabby Laspisa. The associate producer is Andre Viola. Sound design by Mary Bailon. Special thanks to SiriusXM Senior Vice President of Sports Programming and Podcasting, the legendary Steve Cohen, and SiriusXM Fight Nation Program Director, Mother Marissa, Marissa Rivas. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.